Okay, you ready? Go. Hi, and welcome to Sounds Fabulous, your weekly podcast brought to you by Images Everything Los Angeles and ThingFabulous.com. I'm Tommy Gable. And I'm Camber Raspy Hill. <laughs> Today is Friday, December 21st, 2007. Two of a kind, for your information, we're two of a kind. Two of a kind, it's my observation, we're two of a kind. It's almost Christmas. Christmas is coming. Christmas is coming. Are you excited, Cameron? Yeah, I'm excited to not be overwhelmed. It's just a few days before the holidays. Mm -hmm. It's Um, nice. Though I'm not really, like, advocating Christmas as the holiday. Because there's lots of holidays that take place this time of year. It's more fun that it's winter. It's coming. We have, like, a day before winter. You think so? Today is actually the shortest day of the year, isn't it? Today or tomorrow. Is, this, yeah, I think it is. Isn't that We're fabulous? right on the verge of the... Uh, yeah, the greatest time where people come together. People on the East Coast play cards. People here on the West Coast, we don't hang out together. <laughs> that just means that, that from, from this day forward, all the days get longer. Yes. Until They build in until sunshine. June. That's right. Um, to, uh, we've been talking about the elements of the twelve elements of, thinking, elements fabulous. of thinking fabulous. We're now on element number eleven, which I believe is it's, it is uh, exercise and meditation. Now, tell me a little bit about why you chose exercise and meditation as an element of thinking fabulous. Well, because it is imperative um, for each one of us to get back to one, into one, and when you become one, you're more efficient, you're more happy, you're more able, and you do that by virtue of exercise either through um uh your typical exercise of uh of working out or we have a calamity and or um, yoga and included in that is meditation those now, two exercises now uh who's our special guest we'll be speaking to tonight we have the owner of uh yoga bindu out of uh, san pedro california oh, we have rosie good absolutely appropriate she's a yoga teacher yes Yes, she teaches yoga. She teaches teachers to teach yoga, too. That's a lot of teaching. And she'll be talking to us tonight about meditation and exercise. Uh-huh. Are you on the line there, Rosie? I sure am. Hi. Hi, Rosie. How are you tonight? I'm great. How are you guys? Good. Happy Fabulous. holidays. Oh, you too. You guys are adorable, though, I must say. Oh, <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. You're so sweet. Kind. It's true. Uh, Rosie, tonight we're talking about your favorite subject, <laughs> exercise and meditation. And what we, try to, what we try to do is we try to talk about the subject um, so our listeners can have a different aspect or a different idea about what it means uh, to other people in the world. What's your take on the, on the concept of exercise and meditation and how it applies to thinking fabulous? Well, my exercise of choice, of course, is yoga, but because the mind exists within every cell of the body, Anytime you're using the body as a whole, anytime you're doing something that oxygenates those cells, of course, then you're having an effect on the mind. So what better way to think fabulous than by getting some breath and blood into your mind and into every cell of your body at the same time? So how do you feel that the the act of meditation and the act of yoga or the art of yoga and the art of meditation work together uh, for the mind. How does that work? Well, yoga, um, what we call yoga, the physical postures are uh, asana. 
and asanas are preparation for seated meditation, but they are also a meditation in themselves, a moving meditation. Mm. Um, meditation, well, all yoga, yoga means oneness. Yoga is all about being aware of the harmony of the body, the mind, and the soul. And um, so whenever you become more aware of the fact that you are a soul living in a body, then you are in a meditative place. And the postures and the breathing exercises of yoga are all about getting you to that place. Hmm. What took you to yoga? What was it that instigated this uh, life commitment, I might call it, to wow. you? Wow. Well, let's see. I was 13 when I was introduced to it, and I was introduced to it through um, an old PBS series called Yoga for Health with yeah. Richard Hittleman. Yeah. And it came on at 6 in the morning every weekday. So before school, I would get up and do sit-ups before breakfast. I remember something <laughs> I like I that. When I, of, when I was a kid, I remember something like that. It was Yolanda's Yoga and You on PBS. <laughs> yes, there were, there were a lot of them. Yoga with Madeline and, <laughs> and things like that. And uh, the Beatles teacher, what was his name? He used to have one also. Uh, what's his name? Anyway, what's oh, his name? What's his name? Can't but, remember um, what's his name. Anyway, that was my introduction to it, and I was floored by how accessible it was. Huh. And because I was not an athlete, but I was a fitness hound. Oh, all right. And I enjoyed the, the whole body movement aspect of it. I loved the breathing exercises, what we call pranayama. And I had some pretty fascinating meditative experiences right away and though they kind of freaked me out kind of frightened me they were also very intriguing for example i remember um having the feeling that my body was a board or kind of a shape-shifting thing Mm -hmm. and when you first meditate this is typical it's typical to feel as if you're floating or your head is seven times bigger than it usually is or you kind of Tripping, I guess. Mm-hmm. But well, you lose your sense naturally. of personal space. And it can, it can frighten you or put you off, but if you trust and breathe, mm-hmm. all that stuff is preliminary. That's mm-hmm. not the goal of meditation, but it's, it's the, the, um, the path toward it because you are. You're breaking free of what you think you are mm-hmm. to discover what you truly are. Ooh. And so if that means Ooh. your head is going to shape-shift a little or your body is going to feel like it's heavy or light, well, that's um, just temporary, and it's on the path to discovering your true self or wow. getting a taste of being expanded. Right. Once a few years ago, someone had said to me that she needed to, because of the kind of work that she was doing, she needed to spend some time getting out of her head and getting into her body and so she chose to go to a yoga class now I didn't quite understand what it was that she meant by that can you do you know what she meant by that can you elaborate on what she was talking about well I would guess that what she I I don't know I would guess that she's probably sinking herself into a hole you know how we do that so well yeah and if you start moving like I said the mind exists throughout the body from head to toe, and if you start moving, you can change your mind. Right. You can get out of the hole. 
she was talking about. Oh, that's an interesting way of putting oxygenating it. oxygenating herself. Well, right. I know that uh, through my own experience, and Canberra knows this as well because we've talked about it, that there's no better stress buster when you've been working hard uh, during your day or during your week, during your month. There's no better stress buster than going out and getting some exercise yeah. and spending some time getting to know your limbs again. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Getting the blood pumping. Right. And I actually used yoga to quit smoking. I smoked for 27 <laughs> years. And it wasn't until I started doing yoga that I was, and I went to hospitals, I went to hypnotists, I took every other drug that I could, and nothing worked until I did yoga. Rosie, there are a lot of people out there that have never tried yoga. A lot of people have preconceived notions as to what yoga is and what meditation is. Mm -hmm. um, what message would you want to get out to everybody uh, who has preconceived notions about these these, this wonderful art, uh, to, to kind of coax them into giving it a shot. What would you say? Well, let's see. You know, yoga tends to give you what you're looking for mm. because it's only, you know, feeding your body. And so what you're looking for is something you, you already have found that's just somewhere inside you. Like uh, Camber said, he um, used it or it inspired him, whatever way you want to put it, to stop smoking. If somebody is really stressed out, yoga can help that. If somebody uh, wants to lose weight but they're not much into exercise, yoga can help that because it will make that person more aware, more aware of what they're eating, more aware of how they feel, more aware of how they move through space. And with that awareness uh, comes you know, a, a deeper appreciation for all those things, for who you are. Um, so I would say yoga, like any other form of exercise, it's just that we're talking about yoga here because that's what I love. Yoga tends to give you what you want. Running tends to give you what you want. If you want to de-stress and you decide to go for a run, it's going to work. Hmm. If you decide you want to take up dancing to help you lose weight, it's going to work. Hmm. Um, anytime you move the whole body, and you commit, of course, you know, uh, you can see results physically from yoga after about a month, just like any other form of exercise, that you feel deeper results mm -hmm. immediately, peace of mind, a slowed down breath so you're calmer, uh, greater appreciation and sensitivity. These things are available immediately. And so I would just say that, that yoga tends to give you what you're looking for uh, through gentle movement, or if you want to work deeper, classes are everywhere um, designed to either be a workout or a gentle stress reliever. You can take your choice what you want to do. But through physical movement, breathing exercises, and time in silence. And that's pretty much what yoga is, a combination of those three things. Fantastic. Rosie, if somebody uh, out there wants to uh, get into yoga and they want to learn more about it or maybe uh, find your yoga studio, how can they find you? What information do you have for them out there? I am at yoga-bindu, B as in boy, I-N-D-U dot com. And I have a little brief bio there. I have information of all my classes, a brief description of my classes. And my phone number and email address, and you're more than welcome to call or write with any specific questions. Ooh, love and I'm happy to answer them. Great. That's Yoga Bindu at 310 5219555. 310 5219555.
Rosie Good, thank you so much for taking the valuable time out of your day. You've just come out of a class for talking to us on, uh, come on um, exercise and meditation on the 12 elements of thinking. Fabulous. You did a fabulous job. Thank you. I had a fabulous time. Yay. Rosie, have a fabulous holiday. I will. You guys too. And a happy, healthy, holy new year. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. If Bye. you just realize what I just realized, then we'd be perfect for each other and we'll never find another. Just realize what I just realized. We'd never have to wonder if we missed out on each other now. I am thrilled about Rosie Good. <laughs> she is fantastic. Yeah, she's she? really real. She walks the walk. That's the rumor. You know, people talk about her behind her back all the time. In good ways, I hope. Yes. Unlike me, where they're always <laughs> saying he is so rotten to the core. With Rosie Good, they say she talks the walk. She walks her talk. Well, she said that she's been uh, uh, working in yoga virtually her entire adult life. Yeah, and she's like 87. What? She no, didn't I'm even kidding. I was going to say she sounded like no, late 30s there. Yeah, yeah, it's more like it. Oh, my God, you had me. Yeah. And I would have believed you, too, if you told me that. Yeah, well, I'm kind, even well, though I'm mean. It's really sweet. Well, she didn't go in too deeply about meditation, though. I hope anyone out there that was listening that has any questions about yoga wouldn't take, uh, wouldn't miss the opportunity to give her a call or send her an email and ask any questions that they have and hopefully go out there and experience yoga. I know every time that I've uh, been in a yoga class, the first thing I always say when the class is over aside from thank God, is, God, I needed that. Yeah, I always say, God, I wish I had a bowl of white rice. <laughs> Why do you say that? It's just, it's in, in, in this thing inside of me. I always want to eat white rice after I do yoga. Yeah, with me, it's a Ritz cracker. Really? But she didn't talk too much about meditation, which is the other half of this week's right. uh, our, um, element of thinking fabulous. Right. It's it's meditation and, and exercise. Right. Exercise and meditation. Um, is there anything that she left out in her talks about meditation that you'd like to fill us in on? How how meditation works as an element of thinking fabulous, how, how it's necessary for thinking fabulous? Yeah, I am a huge fan of meditation. If there's any parents out there who have a child who maybe is dealing with things that have been diagnosed with attention deficit disorder, or if their child has a difficult time learning and spelling, or if their child is hyperactive. These are all combinations that I dealt with growing up. Talk about a mess in a I basket know, with a patient mother and a loving father. Meditation was key to me at 21 when my spiritual teacher in Costa Mesa, California took me to my first meditation class. And all we had to do, I can remember walking into this environment thinking, oh, wow, cool, this is a step. I've heard about transcendental meditation. Is this something like it? And they simply made us sit in a chair with our hands, palms upon our legs, with our feet to the floor, and we began to breathe. And that day, at 21 years old, changed my life. Those things in breathing and in focusing and in mantras for 20 minutes every day if it was put into school systems, let's take history out of the schools. Let's take history out. Don't learn about war. Learn about meditation. And you will have a much more productive child who is able to center in and eliminate the static like a bad radio station and get really clear about who you are. 
in the developmental stages of your beingness, or you can do it at 50 or 60 years old, as you get into breath, you will find who you are and what your most passionate desires are in each day of your life, leaving you at the end of your day with fulfillment. Unlike trying to go up a river and make who you are out of what you've got. When you're trying to make who you are out of what you've got, you end up with very little. Mm -hmm. Opposed to allowing who you are to move into full orb of what you have to offer your world. Meditation allows you to do that. It will keep you in touch with your family, your friends, and your sex. I know all the uh, great minds of the 20th century advocate meditation as an, a very important part of their daily regimen. I know, uh, for example, Deepak Chopra talks about meditating twice a day for 20 minutes every day yeah, uh, in order to, to maintain, just to maintain your center and to yeah. be in the center of your place. And of course, right. the Dalai Lama, who I love to quote, the Dalai Lama's famous phrase, which is, uh, he refers to uh, meditation as going within. And his expression has always been, if you don't go within, you go without. Right on. Um, I myself uh, love the art of meditation. I know that you do it every day on a daily basis for 20 minutes, don't you, Camber Hill? I love meditation. Yeah. I don't do it every day, frankly. I do my best to do it every day. I do my best to do it at least four times a week. Four Quite times frankly. a week. And yeah. what does meditation do for you when it comes to the art of thinking fabulous? It really does. I, I immediately notice a difference. When I go into and sometimes I'm like, well, I really just want to do one more load of laundry, or if I could just have lunch first. Or I want to feed the cats or do something, you know, or maybe if I could just vacuum first. I can always put it off. However, when I finally go, no, you cannot do anything, Mr. Camberhill, until you sit on your um pillow and light some incense, hit your gong, and sit down for 20 minutes. When I do it, it puts me in the driver's seat of the most simple ways of total enjoyment in a day. When I have to sometimes struggle to get enjoyment, out of a day and squeeze it out I end up in a zone for 20 minutes that allows as Rosie put it every cell of your body carries the, your brain the brain of your being the, the soul of your being when you meditate it brings the soul into harmony with where you're moving in that day you get hunches about what to do next that would not have shown up through all that static previously you get inspirations that lend themselves to your work and to your relationships. You get indications about which way you should go on a road while you're driving. There's such small smatterings of good fortune in your everyday common life that it is invaluable. Wow. And you have to learn how to do it. And you never stop learning. You just need to do some learning immediately. You know, there's a reason why you lump these two together in their one category, exercise and meditation. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because you know that for a lot of people out there, exercise is meditation. Is this an either or uh, uh, no, element of thinking fabulous? No, either exercise or meditation? No. Because you get one or the other? And a lot of people really fret over it. And you know, they just like trip out over their fret, fretting minds. You know, if you're in a physical body, if you show up on the planet, okay, get ready, fatso. You got to do something. Yeah, you got to you know, move. You know, some of people are just fat in their minds. You know, like hoarders are really fat in the minds. They hoard everything, you know. You, if you are a human, you must be in movement. Movement is your blessing. It's not a bad deal. Well, on the opposite spectrum of becoming fully joyful and fabulous is being still. 
They're, they're opposites, which make up the center of your delicious, wonderful beauty. So you also have to be still. In 20 minutes, don't worry, set a timer. I used to sit there and go, is it up? Is it up? Have I done enough? Have I put in enough here? <laughs> Hello, I need a bank account. Ring, ding-a-ling. So you set your kitchen timer for 20 minutes, and you sit down and you say to yourself, there is nothing I need to do right now except be still and breathe. So uh, in the art of meditation and the art of exercise, the two are not mutually exclusive, of course. No. Um, you, one needs both of them, and I think one needs to be mindful of both of them yes. in their daily regimen yes. in order to maintain a state of fabulous. Absolutely. What uh, What is our topic of thinking fabulous next week? Joy. Joy. Would or that... fun. I really like fun. You like joy. You I like joy. Me. Yeah, I, joy. I think joy kind of covers it, don't joy you? Joy is good, but fun is better. <laughs> I succumb. That will be our twelfth element of thinking fabulous. That's right. Out our series for the uh, for the week. Do we know who our uh, special guest is for next? No, we don't. We have absolutely oh, no idea. Oh well, stay tuned. It might be you. <laughs> yeah. You have been listening to Sounds Fabulous, your weekly podcast, brought to you by Images Everything Los Angeles and ThinkFabulous.com. I'm Tommy Gable and I'm Camber Hill. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a happy holiday, and we'll see you next week. Take care. Did I jump on the bell too fast? No, you spoke too fast after you jumped on the bell. Oh, if you just realize what I just realized, then we'd be perfect for each other, and we'll never find another. Just realize what I just realized. We'd never have to wonder if we missed out on each other now. Take time to realize, oh, oh I'm on your side.